Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. On this week's podcast, we have an exclusive at-home chat with Bristol City current captain Corey Smith. Uh, We're also going to be looking at the financial implications to the clubs involved just happening at the moment. We're going to talk about season cards, big update on that. Uh, maybe, partly, and thanks to Gregor highlighting what was going on, uh, we'll hear as well from Andy Roll, who's the performance chief at Bristol City, what he's been up to. Gregor's been looking into what he's been saying and uh, how are the players keeping motivated? All of that to come. Let's start then, Gregor. Welcome along. Hope you're keeping well. Yes, I'm well. How are you guys? You okay? Yes, fine, thank you. I think we're all uh, getting used to being quarantined with our other halves. I don't think I've ever spent this long with our other half. What about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like everybody else, I found out I had a wife in the house as well. <laughs> um, right, let's start with finances then. You've been looking into what's been happening in Bristol Sport. What can you tell us? So, yes, yeah, I think we're going to hear a bit more about this over the coming days. And basically, it ties into all the connected bodies at the moment who are talking you've got the EFL the Premier League uh, the LMA that's the League Managers Association and the PFA obviously that's the the players union and this is well documented at the moment that they are currently in talks discussing basically how we resume this season's these the, the current football season if at all but also about wage deferrals and possible wage cuts for the players and I'm sure we'll come on to that in more detail but just to sort of give some explanation on that you may or may not have seen the quotes from Gordon Taylor who is the head of the PFA and his quotes this week were that basically they were talking about uh, deferring wages and I believe that it's and it's been reported that the the players are in favour of uh, deferring wages, but not necessarily cutting wages at the moment. The PFA are looking to defer wages just at the moment and then maybe cut wages later on down the line. And, and, and there is a lot of sense to that. But they're also essentially looking to get this all done in uh, across the board. And in, in fact, I think the exact quote from Gordon Taylor is that they don't want clubs doing their own things, although that is essentially what is happening at the moment. So mm. we are seeing some clubs cutting and deferring wages others not and yeah as regards bristol city then you may have seen that the bristol bears rugby team announced a 25 percent pay cut for the players now in the terms of the rugby that's all centrally set and it's across the board so they don't really have too much room for maneuver and and they probably wouldn't want to anyway because it's the right thing to do fair play to them uh but when it comes to Bristol City, as it stands at the moment, there's no uh, wage cut or wage deferrals just yet, and neither has there, has there been at the Bristol Flyers, the basketball team. However, our understanding is that the Ashton Gates have all now been furloughed, and uh, furlough is this term that's being used, obviously, in relation to all the governmental advice and the legislation they've put into place, where essentially 
is to save people really losing their jobs in in the situation where somebody might be made redundant instead they could be made and they can be furloughed which means so they can come back right yes they can be sent home and they will get some pay um and basically then that pay should the government pays them don't they yeah yeah essentially the employers should then recover those lost monies um, from the government through their coronavirus retention, job retention scheme it is. Yep. And, and that's what we've been hearing this week that plenty of clubs are, are doing. As I say, Ash the Ashton Gate Stadium staffers, as we know, have been furloughed. And, um, and then, yeah, they have these central talks going on. And I believe Mark Ashton is involved in those with his role at the EFL. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. No pay cuts or deferrals just yet, but there might well be down the line. There's been quite a lot of outrage this week, hasn't there, especially with the Tottenham situation and what's come to light about some staff being furloughed, but the players seemingly still on full pay. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I suppose I, I probably should start off by declaring um, that I do have a, what's the word, an interest in this because I'm a Spurs fan, naturally, yeah. so, so I should declare that one. But yeah, I can understand the the criticisms because it's not right at Premier League level that clubs like that should be claiming taxpayers' money to pay for their staff when at the same time they're paying out millions and millions on player wages to to their stars and, exactly. and not and not and not affecting them. It's just not right. I I do think there is a a difference between obviously the Premier League and clubs in the EFL who don't have those kind of mega finances behind them. And obviously, in the championship, most of the clubs are essentially propped up by the finances of their their owners. I mean, even today, just at the time of recording, Blackburn Rovers have just announced their finances. They've made a some something like an 18 million pound loss and are reliant on the Venkies for for um, finance to keep them afloat. And yeah. uh, like, likewise, at Bristol City, the Lansdowne family. But yeah, as you say, as regards the likes of Tottenham, that's just not on. And I I think. I think the way it's got to proceed, however, is that either the government has got to step in and saying this is going to get those um, monies requested for furloughing your staff, uh, or the, probably more likely the FA has to step in and they have to do this centrally because I can't see clubs doing it. We, ju we just know that clubs morally, unfortunately, <laughs> um, uh, just aren't going to do this because if you do, then you, you, you kind of hand a advantage to a competitor. So yeah. it's not really in their interest to do it, even though it's morally wrong. So I think it's got to be set centrally. I think the FA has got to step in and say, if you're a Premier League club, then these yeah you are not allowed to basically apply for those conventions. Yeah. Just to be crystal clear as well, um, Spurs reduced the wages of their 550 non-football staff by 20%, and in some cases by placing them on furlough. It also emerged their chairman, Daniel Levy, earned four million plus a deferred three million pound bonus in the last financial year. Yeah, he wants players and coaches to accept lower pay. I mean, how how much money does he need? Like, look at look at the situation that we are in. It's just yeah, it's pretty. And you've got yeah, you know, you've got people literally saving lives on the NHS front line, who I think we'll all agree should be on a lot more money. The the one thing I would say about players is we don't know their personal financial situation, so. When you look at it in terms of scale, our mortgage might be a few hundred pound a month 
theirs is a few thousand pound a month or few, I don't know, I don't know how high mortgages go. But there must be a line somewhere where they can survive on a certain amount and surely they could afford most of them to come down to that amount and subsidise the other staff and not be taking taxpayers' money, not be taking the government's money, which is needed elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think a lot of players would would really be up for that and and probably are thinking exactly that and how do how do I make that gesture and as I understand it however and and, and it's not just me saying this this has been reported by much bigger titles like like the times telegraph etc that is the PFA have essentially said to their players do not accept any pay, uh, wage cuts or deferrals at the moment until we have conducted talks with the, with the official bodies so yeah i mean i read a long list last night we had it in our our blog on the site of all the of all the leagues and clubs that have so far announced deferrals or wage cuts and of yeah. course you've got Barcelona. i mean norwich another one yeah 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 newcastle uh, newcastle yeah um but as of yet, no Premier League clubs have um, have actually announced proper deferrals, have they? Yeah, I, I don't think. There's, no, there's I mean, um, just just looking through the list now of Premier League clubs, I can qu I'll quickly whiz through because, as you say, the Premier League is a different tier to the EFL. Uh, Arsenal are continuing to monitor the situation, um, and. They're also ensuring casual employees are look, looked after. Aston Villa have continued paying all employees for now. Uh, Bournemouth, uh, Eddie Howe took a voluntary pay cut on Wednesday, which is interesting. They've committed to ensure employees continue to receive their full income, but they did furlough, furlough around 50 staff. So, you know, there's... There's bits and bobs I could go on, but we'll be here all day. But that gives you a sort of flavour as, as to where to where we're at. But but no players, is it? It's no players at the moment. I, I think I was about to say I think from looking at the list, I can't see anything about players at the moment. No, that, that's the thing that yeah, there aren't any players at the moment in in the UK who, who um, or certainly Premier League who have taken a, a pay cut. Um, although Leeds obviously announced that they were going to defer their wages. Uh, which is great because that, that is really showing leadership for me. Those guys, that club has come out and they've said we're going to we're going to support everybody at the club, and they're gonna, the players are going to defer wages. I think for a couple of months they've announced Birmingham are in talks to defer wages, um, but no, no, nothing concrete there just yet. So I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the situation is about waiting for these talks to to finish. And it, I mean, by the time you listen to this, it could have been announced. But certainly I would have thought by the end of this week, we will hear something uh, along those lines. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced a, a standard 10%, 20% pay cut or something across the board. Yeah, I just hope players and, and clubs and those higher up do the right thing. Uh, talking of finances, I think that actually ties in just into player contracts and things, doesn't it? Because we're just going to briefly talk about what's happening in terms of the situation of April the 30th. I think we can all accept. I don't think football will be underway by April the 30th by any means. Uh, but the situation and, and the hiccup here is player contracts. Because by June the 30th, a lot of player contracts have expired, loan deals, etc. So that is going to be a big issue, isn't it, Greg, all the longer the season is deferred for? Yeah, I've seen some people, some legal people discussing this and saying that 
unfortunately, players today don't really have a clause for force majeure, as they call it. Basically, outside interference is affecting the season, which is what we've got here. An unprecedented situation that nobody could have seen coming and, and could be prepared for. In future, they, that might be written into player contracts. And yeah, the, the latest I've read on the situation, essentially, and what I know about it is that basically, the, yeah, as you say there, a sticking point is going to be the end of contract at the end of June the 30th and I know that FIFA have already announced that they kind of hope to push things on by a few weeks and that might well be possible to extend the season by a few weeks however if it comes to a few months that's a very different proposition and there's some been some excellent quotes out there from Dan Chapman of um, a sports a legal company based in Norwich I think he's quoted in um, I think he's on Sky as well as The Athletic uh, and he's quoted as explaining that, yeah, this is going to be very difficult if it if it leads to sort of beyond the end of June and July and August. And at that point, then there's going to be legal repercussions because what happens if you're a player who's out of contract and you then can't join another club, for example, that's a resta- restraint of trade. And that's the, there's that kind of stuff that led to a, the Bosman ruling in the first place and, and, and going to Europe to, to get that all clarified. Obviously, we're not in Europe now, so it's not quite the same situation. But we do have our own employment rules that have to be abided by in this country anyway. So, so yeah, basically, it's a whole can of worms. Yeah. And for that reason, in my opinion right now, I, I think there is uh, more of a chance that seasons will not be completed if they can't be done by, say, July, really. Wow. Well, I, well, I just have to wait and see before we start speculating over possible outcomes it's just yeah i mean it, by the way it all seems quite trivial compared to everything else that's happening but it's good to talk about it you know that's that's what we're here to do and hopefully provide some distraction and try and get our heads around what, what's happening um some good news though Greg, you brought up the issue of season cards last week and how there was a deadline for people to register and get their season cards there's been an update on this this week hasn't there there has, yeah. It regards the advanced sales of season cards at Bristol City. And yeah, the club has done the right thing here, actually. They have announced just today that they are extending that period. And there was a bit of criticism from some of the fans. And we had reported on that. Some of the fans had come to ask and, to us and ask us to, had asked us to write about it and then get the, the club side of it. And yeah fair play to the robins they've they've decided now to extend that period indefinitely as well so so yeah if you are thinking of getting a season card then then you don't have to rush into spending on it just at the moment you'd probably have to contact the club for um, exact timelines but uh, the good thing is that if we all know um, about the difficulties at the moment it's not the time for splashing out big amounts so um, it does it does at least give you a bit of leeway yeah, great work. Nice one, Gregor. Uh, let's talk about how the players are doing. We're going to hear from Corey Smith. Uh, Gregor got hold of him for an exclusive at-home interview. Obviously not together remotely like Gregor and I are today. We'll be hearing from him shortly, uh, but we've also been hearing this week from Andy Rolls, who's the head of performance for the club, and how they're planning for the current season to roll possibly over to the next one with no break. Uh, Gregor, what's he been saying? Yeah, I, I should say that this is from the 
club's official podcast which came out on wednesday and have to say it's is a very good listen and very very interesting insight into the club obviously the um second or third best bristol city podcast that is out there <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but well worth a listen still and yeah i mean it was a great interview with andy rolls from from downsy i think and yeah th- there was some really interesting stuff on on how the players are keeping fit and how they're sort of planning at the moment for not having a pre-season the next next year that's how they view it at the moment that's that's not not like an official view Mm. or anything that's just just natural natural planning because of the timings involved and everything um it was interesting to hear the head of performance discussed that also explain about his relationship with mark ashton and how uh I, i would sort of assume the two became friendly it was um while they were both working at Watford but also very interesting to hear Andy Rolls explaining about his time at Arsenal and Chelsea working under Arsene Wenger Jose Mourinho uh, Ranieri for a bit at Chelsea as well and some excellent stories behind the scenes there including how why he loves Marcel Desailly um, yeah. and, and other stuff so yeah some some really interesting anecdotes Brilliant. And yeah, it's, it's a difficult time, isn't it? I mean, we're going to hear from Corey Smith now. So let's just listen to this Corey Smith chat that Gregor did earlier today, and then we'll have a talk about what he says. It's an extended chat with Corey Smith. Obviously, it's strange times at the moment, but but how, how are you guys getting on? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, um, it, it's hard. I can't lie, it's hard because just like everyone else, you know, you want to be want to be doing what you love, want to be uh, seeing the people that you love and um, obviously playing football for us, everyone's different, but for us playing football um, and obviously we're in, we're in such a such a good position and exciting kind of end to the season uh, for it to just kind of put on hold until you don't know when is is quite hard because obviously mentally it's like because um, you don't have a date it's kind of just a waiting game so uh, like the fitness side of it's quite quite hard to kind of judge right now obviously we've been given programs um, but obviously with the dates changing all the time it's it's, 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 uh, it's, it's quite difficult to, to know what kind of work to do what specific work to do obviously the closer you get to playing games you need to be doing more specific work so um, that side of it is tough but I mean we can't complain at the end of the day like I can't complain um, we're in a we're in a lucky position um, we 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 we're well we're all healthy all the, all the lads are healthy and um, our families have, have, have haven't um, you know got the got the illness um the virus yet um where where it's a uh, hospital like uh, well you know killed anyone or whatever so um we're lucky in that in that sense and we're, we're just grateful for obviously the nhs is just doing an amazing job um uh the, well you know we get a lot of a lot of uh, plaudits and stuff but you know it just shows how how amazing these guys are they're the real they're the real heroes really so um yeah we're just grateful for those guys and um yes yeah, it's it's a it's, it's definitely a tough time i'm sure for everyone but i mean we're in a we're in a, a a lucky position and we can't complain and um we've just got to try and 
make sure we follow the government guidelines and uh, everyone should do that, obviously, and make sure we're eating right and staying, staying the, the right distances away from people, washing your hands regularly, um, just the, the guidelines that everyone has to follow, um, that's the most important thing. Yeah, sure, sure. Well said. And um, yeah, I mean, do you do you speak to many of the other players at all? Is are you guys keeping in contact a lot? Yeah, well, that is the the one thing now. Obviously, I mean, obviously now everyone kind of has their phones and you can call or you can FaceTime and see. So that is the bonus of of the modern day. Um, obviously, um, with this happening, but uh, yeah, we've been doing. Uh, sessions uh, a couple of times a week uh, with the Gaffer, Naka, Dino and uh, Pat um, uh, just just uh, trying to keep our keep our minds ticking over on the football so they might set up a little a little task or we might go on, on we normally go in groups of about eight of us in each group and then we'll uh, do a session like um, Gaffer might have uh, pictures of a situation on the pitch and we've got to try like work out what we're doing that what you would do in your position, what you'd do in that situation. Um and then obviously it's, it's nice to catch up, have a little bit of banter on there, uh, see see some familiar faces, you know. Um so obviously you do miss that banter when you're at home obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Um and um also obviously uh the boys some of the boys jump on the Playstation on the Xboxes. Play online. I played with a couple of the boys on the FIFA Pro Clubs and Call of Duty. So that's a nice way to get a little uh, little escape for an hour and have a little bit, bit of banter with the boys, um, which is always nice. So yeah, we, we're all trying to stay in touch. We know that uh, that the season. Well, obviously we don't know, but hopefully uh, the season we'll be able to finish the season. So it's important that we that we stay. We stay in touch, uh, keep that banner flowing, and um, we're all ready when when called upon to for them final nine games. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely, and I guess we'll see what happens really there. Um, just just on the, some of the other players, really, and how how tough is it for some of them? Because I, I think uh, Lee Lee was saying on the radio the other day that some of the guys obviously are y- a bit younger. Some of them live alone, uh, and with lockdown and everything, it's got to be tough for those guys at the moment. And and so yeah, yeah. yeah no, I spoke to a, a few of the boys. You know, there's a few of them. The lads that are obviously from from different countries as well. Yeah. Um, uh, like like I said, um, some of us are lucky enough to, to at least be with someone in the house. Whereas a couple of these, a couple of our of, of our boys are are literally at home uh, in an apartment on their own. So mm. uh, that's obviously so difficult for them, and it's hard for them. But I mean, we're all trying to support them, and to be fair, the clubs supporting them in in whichever way whichever way they can and um, listen hopefully they can either get someone over or or they can uh, well get back home if, if it gets extended yeah. um, but I mean obviously it's, the conditions are hard and like I said um, we, we can't complain I mean we're all healthy and uh, the people that are going through the hardest things right now are in the hospitals and, and working on that front line so um Although it's, it is very hard for everyone, and especially especially for those guys, those guys who got to try and think of the, the positives, and and um, hopefully this will all uh, come to an end soon. 
Yeah, sure. And the, the club put out a really interesting interview with Andy Rolls, head of performance, yesterday. And he was explaining about how are you guys are trying to stay fit still. And obviously, you've been sent your individual programs and everything. And I think he was also saying about how, about how that they've run quizzes and stuff like that to keep the guys entertained. So, um, yeah, what, what about on the fitness side? How, how are you doing with that and um, with your individual program and stuff? Is, is it difficult around the house or are you going to, or is it not too, not too bad? Have you got, have you got like um, um, stuff to do in the garden? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is tough because um, I can't lie, I've never been one to just enjoy really just <laughs> just running mm. like without a ball, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not someone who always likes, likes to, I think, well, I think all footballers, to be honest, like when the ball's there, it's not, it's not that fun when you kind of run on your own, but but I have I have started getting getting more obviously you do it in in, in the off season and stuff so um, but I have uh, started getting getting used to it a bit more um, obviously doing your own own work in the gardens it was funny in the, it was funny on the day that we all went into the lockdown everyone kind of uh, raided the gym uh, <laughs> everyone raided the gym it was funny everyone sprinted in straight after the meeting trying to get trying to get equipment. Yeah, and, uh, the, the gym was left there. It was quite funny actually looking <laughs> in there afterwards. Um, what did you get? Uh, what did you get from there? Uh, I think I got a, I got a couple weights. I got a kettlebell. No. I got some uh, some bands. I got a balance ball. Got a football. Um, Great stuff. Uh, some. I think I got a couple plates as well. Quite quite a few things. Um, so yeah, it was it was funny because the gym was absolutely Good idea, that yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Obviously, mentally, just to make sure you stay focused because it is, it is very like when you don't have a date to aim for, mm. it's very hard. It can be hard. Do you know what I mean to keep that focus on on that 
on the um, last nine games. So it's good. It's a good way to to keep that focus. Yeah, sure, sure. Bristol City fans, Corey, will have seen you um, smashing that tea bag from the other side of your kitchen into a, a mug. Um, yeah. how, how did that pan out? Was that your idea, or did um, and can I ask? Did it take many attempts? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I saw it on um, on a page that I follow. Um, it's called Bristol Definitely, I've seen Harry. I've seen I've seen Harry Winks do it, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as yours. Yeah, as well, no so. kickups, no kickups. No, exactly, exactly. Just um, just rounding off, mate. Just a couple of last questions. Um, are you are you the team captain now? I think because obviously Bales left in January and and Brownie left in January as well. So does that make you the club captain now? Um, or does that or does it not really get set? Nice one. And just, um, and how does it work for loan players? Are loan players back at the moment with their clubs, or do they stay with their, do they stay with their clubs that they were on loan with? I'm thinking the likes of Taylor Moore and Antoine. Are they back with you guys, or are they where they? No, I think. Well, I mean, everyone's just uh, obviously at home. Um, um, obviously, I know our loan lads are doing um, the same fitness pr- programs that we've been set. So uh, sure, I For sure, for sure. Just, just finally, Corey. Just wanted to ask you about. I think, think I'm right say, saying that um, 
uh, we saw on, I think it was Pato's Instagram, that some of the guys from the 2014-15 team were all on a, a conference call or something. The likes of Flinty, um, I think uh, Aaron Wilbraham, some of these guys. And I've got a feeling you were on there as well. Um, yeah. Just, just wanted to ask about that because I don't know if it's the same for you but a lot of Bristol City fans are obviously watching old games and considering like seasons gone by and that and basically it just seems like there's a very special spirit as there would be for that 2014-15 double winning side obviously one of the best Bristol City teams in a long long time won some trophies is that right is that how you see it that, that bond between you guys then yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, uh, I think everyone's seen over the years, you know, in the summers, we always, we always, or in the seasons, a couple of times a season, we we always kind of link up and meet up um, and have a gathering. And uh, I mean, it was, a, it was, it was just a, such a special time, special bond, you know, uh, uh, we was all kind of young and just came to the city. All of us kind of came at the same time. Um, obviously, a few of the lads was was already here, um, and obviously, to it was it was just an exciting time to be honest. Um, uh, one winning the first the first uh, league, winning the first league trophy for what was it sixty years or something? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Doing that and, and taking the club to to Wembley and have it playing in front of seventy or thousand fans is that was a one once in a lifetime uh, season, really. You know. Um, they don't they don't come around often and I think that's obviously where our bond obviously <laughs> became so strong and it is rare to be fair because I've played in teams before. Um where it is rare the amount of us that kind of have kept in touch, you know. Um we still have a group chat with all of us in and we, we speak pretty much every day still, so um always wishing each other luck and and giving it a bit of banter when when we when we know we got to play against each other, a uh, bit, bit of mind games. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun, and um, yeah, it's, it's great to see some of them guys have, have gone on to to do really good things as well. Um, and yeah, it was a special time, and um, I think that bond will always be there between all of us and all the fans. So um, yeah, that'll, that'll, I'm sure that will um, live long in history. That bond. Great stuff, great stuff, mate. I'm gonna let you get on. Just do you, are you are you do you watch old games as well, like some of the fans, or do you do you, do you not really get watch too much of the football outside of it now? Or yeah, I mean it's hard. There isn't really much on telly, um, but I uh, I've been um, we have like on our phone we have an app which has like the games from this season. So I've uh, a few times, you know, uh, just sitting there and I just want a little little fix of my football so I'll, I'll watch one of one of one of the games I've kind of played in and try and study that a little bit and see see what I can I can work on you know um, but it's hard obviously at the moment like I said you don't know when when we're going to be back so sometimes it's good to take a little mental break for a few weeks away from away from the football so that kind of uh, excitement and hunger when you get back on it is is, is even more um, so yeah, I mean, when you can, we tune in, but uh, I always see little clips of stuff, so we always get tagged them on Instagram with old clips, and it brings back memories and puts a smile on your face, for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Listen, Corey, stay well, mate, and yeah, all the best to you and your family. At least you've got your boys there to keep you <laughs> keep you entertained as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. No doubt, right. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks very much for the call today. Much appreciated, and um, yeah, hopefully speak to you another time. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great to hear from Corey Smith and good of him to give his time up. He's got two little boys, as Gregor said at the end there, uh, running around, so I'm sure he's got his hands full. But what I really took from that, Gregor, is, is the motivation and the focus. They have to be so focused when they don't quite know what they're focusing on. Yeah, you, you're right. And I, I think maybe some fans don't realise that it is a tough time for everybody and that includes footballers as well so yeah especially as Lee Johnson said the other day the younger guys as well they might be living at home in a, in a foreign country on their own at the moment yeah uh, the likes of Hanno Masengo sort of uh, how's he getting on and yeah I, I'm not I, I think Corey was saying that the guys from Lone as well have they might be around the Bristol area as well. Yeah, they're sticking with the club for a couple, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the likes of Taylor Moore and Antoine Semenyo who I mentioned in there. And yeah, so so yeah, it, it's a tough time for everybody, but they are remaining focused, as you say. They have those individual drills to, to keep them fit, to keep them going. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was interesting hearing him talking about the camaraderie um, and how they're getting together to play quizzes and no doubt yeah. play FIFA and other every day when this isn't happening they go into a changing room full of 25 other lads and it's that camaraderie every day and there's now young men just living on their own which you know not having this physical interaction each day must be really quite hard yeah I mean this is a good little sort of detail for you but I'm told from my contacts that two of the very very most important characters in the dressing room and you might not get this from just watching them on the pitch are actually a guy called Reg who is uh, Rene Gilmartin the sort of third or fourth choice goalkeeper yeah he came in from uh, South no sorry Colchester last season and he, and he has a, a wider coaching remit but I understand he's a very important person in the dressing room he, they, they, the guys call him Reg and he's, he's a very funny guy and, and a larger than life character as, as often goalkeepers are and the other guy is Tommy Rowe ah and Tommy Rowe is is uh, obviously one of the most experienced guys there. He's been he was a captain at Doncaster Rovers for a bit. He's experienced. He's uh, he's into his thirties now, and he's been around the block. To be, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's had a very good season. And I'm told that he those two are two of the main guys. In in the words of one of my contacts, they said those are the, those two guys run the dressing room. So so yeah. It, interesting to get that kind of like flavor um but no doubt Corey and the other veteran players actually williams are in there as well uh playing key roles as uh, as well from what we know and yeah they'll be they'll be doing their best um obviously to keep everybody entertained and everybody uh um sort of feeling part of the squad still and and and, and doing all right i'm sure fantastic well we'll uh, try and catch up with other players as and when we can and just carry on making what sense we can of the evolving situation keep your cross club news like Gregor is doing so brilliantly at the moment as well great chat there with with Corey Smith we'll be back next week uh, thank you very much for listening Robins on the wire